The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you could learn more about spirituality and how it can work in your favor, would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson. Welcome, everyone. This is Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson. And today we have a uh, truly remarkable guest, Christian De La Herta, uh, who for more than 20 years has been dedicated to facilitating personal transformation and to help people tap into what he calls their soulful power, that deeper sense of purpose that lives within each and every one of us. He's an award-winning author. Uh, in fact, uh, the last book he wrote was one of the top 10 religious books of that year, and it's called Coming Out Spiritually. And we'll definitely be talking about that during the show. But he's also a respected teacher and sought-after speaker whose unique spiritual journeys, spiritual workshops, and self-development programs have been experienced in university lecture halls, nonprofit organizations, houses of worship, corporate boardrooms, and retreat venues around the world. Uh, He describes his role in a variety of ways, leadership consultant, group facilitator, relationship counselor, spiritual coach, and even more. And although his dedication manifests in a variety of ways for a diverse audience, all of his work shares a common result, and that is profound personal transformation. And uh, I don't know about all the listeners, but I'm definitely interested in profound personal transformation. So welcome, Christian. Thank you so much, James. I'm really honored and feel privileged to to be on the show, and and thank you for all you do on on all our behalf. Well, it's it's a real pleasure for me to get to meet and talk to the people that are changing our world for the better. And uh, you know, one of the things that I've always fascinated about is how people started out in life, and then how they got to the spiritual work or the transformational work that they're doing. So uh, could you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, um, I was actually born in Cuba. Um, I'm part of a race to a very Catholic family. I'm one of nine kids, and, and I lived under the communist regime for uh, for 10 years until we emigrated here to the, to the States. So that issue of power, looking back on it, has always been very pertinent, you know, having having lived in an environment in which you really had to suppress yourself and, and your truth in order to survive, literally. Um, and so then we came to the States. I went to um, private high school um, in Miami and eventually, you know, and, and was struggling. A lot, a lot of my adolescence was a struggle be- between my 
sexuality and, and my religion. I, I grew up really, really spiritual and, and thought I wanted to be a priest. But it was a side pro- a problem uh, that, you know, I'm gay. So in the religion in which I was raised, that is considered a anathema, you know, a mortal sin and an abomination in the eyes of God. So that uh, turned out to be a huge struggle for me. Um, and looking back on it, it, it was a blessing because it forced me to to deal with existential issues and to resolve those for myself at a very young age. It's like, what are we really doing here? And and what are we about? And if we're if we're not going to lead our lives by texts you know that were written thousands of years ago and that have been translated and mistranslated and stuff's taken out and stuff put in and you know stuff you know like teachings that were taken out of the the cultural and historical context, then how do we um, make these fundamental choices about how we're going to live and how we're going to do our lives? So, um, you know, in in my early 20s, when I fell in love, I, I walked out of my life pretty much. I went on a spiritual journey in my in my later in my my later 20s. I think in my 20s, I, I pretty much kicked the baby out with the bathwater. Just threw it out because I, I, I didn't want anything to do with, with a, a God. If there, if there was a God that interfered in, that I could intervene in human affairs in a personal way, like how could it allow such needless pain and suffering? Not only in my own case, but in the case of so many people, countless people who throughout history have gone to their death feeling like they, like they missed the boat or there was something wrong with them because of those teachings that were taken out of context and that were misinterpreted. So at the end of my 20s, I had a very enviable life. I had a nice, cushy job making good money. I was living in South Beach right when the, the Renaissance was happening down there. Um, you know, sought after socially, sought after professionally, and yet it seemed like there was something missing. And like the more that I had, the more that I was sought after, like this expanding hole in my gut, like what am I really doing here? Um, and all that stuff just wasn't enough. So I went through this intense, deep spiritual kind of questioning process. And as a result of that, I got really clear about what I wanted from life. And everything changed uh, right around that time. And I went on a spiritual journey. I, I joined a spiritual community, had a spiritual teacher that I worked with very closely for five years. And um, everything changed after that. I've been doing this kind of work now for over 25 years. Now you... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't... One of the things... There's so many questions I want to ask you. One of the things that you talk about on your website and in your book is soulful power. Uh And uh, I'd I'd love to hear your explanation of soulful power. Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about that as well. Like, what what does it mean to, to really be in our power? And, and why is it important at this time, which, you know, you could say it's the most critical time in the evolution of humanity. You could, you could say we're at the make it or break it point. The plan is going to be fine. You know, it might take a couple of million years, but life will continue in some form. Maybe it'll be a planet of cockroaches, but life will continue. Whether we make it, it's kind of up in the air still. I, I personally think we're going to be fine, but we're certainly not out of the woods yet. And, and certainly only beginning to feel now the effects of whatever it is that we have unleashed in terms of our environment. Um, and so, so, so I think, what, what does it mean? And, and, and 
and the critical time that we really step into who we are fully and that we stop playing small. That, that to me, so many of us fell out on our power. So we let our power leak for a variety of reasons. Either we don't want to rock the boat um, or we're afraid that we're going to be rejected if we really are all of who we are and unleash that. You know, what are people going to say? Are they going to reject us? Are we going to be loved? Is this relationship going to survive? Am I going to be fired if I really say what's in my heart to my boss or my supervisor? So we stuff ourselves into small boxes, and, and we sell ourselves so cheaply. You know, it's like for the illusion of security that a bi-weekly paycheck provides or for pseudo-love or, or relationships that are less than fulfilling, but at least more comfortable. Um, and we have someone to go to, you know, go home to. So I find that tragic. And, and I think that if, if there is any chance that we're going to find personal fulfillment um, and, and that we've got to step into all of who we are, we've got to unleash all of that, no matter what, no matter what the consequences. And that if we don't, what we're risking are lives of soul-devouring mediocrity <clears throat> and, and, and just total unfulfillment. And, and at the global level, it's like, this is it. This is the time that we have been waiting for. And so we've, if we've had any suspicion that we have work to do as, as healers, as teachers, as, as activists for, for change, it's like, this is it. So, so then how do we do that? Then I started thinking, why is it that so many of us have a conflicted approach, avoidance, yes, no, I want it, but I'm afraid of that relationship to power. And, and, it's, and I think part of it is because we're, we're confused about what it means. So I started thinking about two ways of thinking, and I do realize that, that it's a false dichotomy, that there's overlap, and there's not a you know, clear black and white thing, but it's helpful to begin to think of it as worldly power, or egoic power, meaning power of the ego, versus spiritual power, or, or power, you know, soulful power, that comes from, from a deeper part of who we are. And so... Just beginning to, to think of it in, in those ways began to, to shift it all for me, ways that, that, you know, for example, one is more internally focused, and so therefore, therefore it's permanent. The other one, worldly power, is more fickle. It depends on things that are external to us. You know, whether we tend to associate power with, with money, with fame, with political hierarchical, you know, religious hierarchies, social status. And those things are here today, gone tomorrow. Um, and, and in some ways depends on things, depend on things that are outside of us. Whereas the soulful power, the internal power, um, which is also humble, it doesn't need to prove anything to anybody. Um, whereas the other one, worldly power, is kind of about self-aggrandizement, about making ourselves bigger than we are. It's about getting what we want. It always has like a, an agenda. Uh, the other one, it's soulful power is more selfless, it's more about service. Um, and so, to me, that's the first step in, in, in is getting clear. It's like, what are the different kinds of power? And if I start, because you know, we've been so conditioned to think that power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely, so then who in the right mind or who with a good heart is going to want power if it's going to be corrupted? It's like, who wants to be corrupted? But it's the worldly power that is corrupting, not the authentic um, power that comes from within, you know, power that we think of, of you know, Gandhi, 
um, or, or Gandalf, you know, power that that is humble and dresses in, in uh, perhaps in, in robes, but when it's needed, it's boom, power to change the world. Gandhi changed and brought down, you could say, the the English Empire when it was at its highest and most powerful, just with a simple policy, very courageous, of, of nonviolence. Um, so Satyagraha, which means soul force, but it can also be said, you know, be said to mean soul power. And so that's what I'm talking about when, when, I, when, I, when I think about soulful power. You have a lot of uh, programs and uh, classes and services that use the word soulful, like soulful purpose, soulful power, soulful relationships. And I'm wondering, what is what is your definition of the word soul? Yeah, and to me, it refers to that deeper part of us, like our essence, who we really are, as opposed to our persona. Um, you know, in more specific words, and we don't have time to get into the whole explanation of what the ego is, but one of the things that we do know from Eastern teachings and from transpersonal psychology is that there's a pseudo part of us, this tiny part of us, what that is often compared to, you know, like if you have a, a metaphor that is often used is it's a stadium. If we put a baseball in the center of the stadium, that's what that little part of us is, you know, the, the little mind, the ego, uh, the personality. Who we are is actually the stadium. And yet, and yet we've allowed this confusion and identification to take place, to think that all of who we are is this tiny little baseball. And so we've, again, that has hijacked our human experience that we're making really significant choices about who we are and what to do with our lives, the relationships we have, our life purpose, from a very incredibly limited perspective. And so when I talk about soulful, it's about accessing that bigger part of who we are. You know, call it the soul, call it the higher self, call it whatever you want. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Call it the stadium. It doesn't matter. It's, a, it's part of us that it's beyond just the rational thinking mind, the part of us that, that knows, that remembers, uh, without needing to explain, without needing to prove a point. You know, the little ego went to law school. It's always building cases. It's always trying to be right. Um, it's wounded, so it's, it's, always, it's reacting to, to past hurts and, and past wounds. Who we are authentically in, in the deepest part of us is way beyond that. Um, and we are so much more than, than all of our past wounds and all of our limited thinking and all of the conditioning and all of our addictions and, our, and even more than our DNA and whatever's been passed down to us uh, from our families. We're so much greater than that. So the work that, that I do, whether it has to focus on relationships or personal empowerment or life purpose, ultimately is all about that, about, about understanding how the ego is, how, how the ego works, how we have allowed it to, to sabotage ourselves and our lives, and how do we access um, that deeper part of us so that we start then making choices from there rather than from the limited uh, baseball. Okay. Well... This is a great time. We're going to take a break, and this is, we'll be right back. This is Get Real Radio, and I'm James Robinson, and we're talking to the amazing Christian De La Herte.
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs. And now we have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. This problem continues to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, and through our children. Get the answers from The Mickey Ellison Show, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson, and we are talking to Christian De La Herte, who is a master at helping people regain their soulful power and their soulful purpose, their soulful relationships, and on and on and on. We have a question from one of our listeners, uh, and it's, how do we take our soulful power back, and how does... Uh, how do you, Christian, help people realize their social, their excuse me, your soulful power? Yeah, that's a great question, and and with the understanding that I do a whole weekend retreat, uh, you know, addressing that and and supporting people to do that to get free. But in the short answer to that, first of all, I think the first step is is understanding the difference in powers, you know, the types of power, so that we can resolve for ourselves the ambivalence that we have. In relationship to powers, like yes, but no. It's like you know, if I really become powerful, am, am I going to abuse it? Am I going to hurt other people with it? So, so understanding the types of power for me is, is primary. Then the second step is is understanding 
some unhealthy expressions of power, you know, call them stereotypes of, or pseudo-power. So we spend some time doing that, you know, like uh, understanding how, for example, how uh, taking on the role of victim um, is ultimately it's a power uh, trick. So by playing, by acting as if I'm weaker than I am or like poor me, then I can definitely get some things that I want um, and elicit some, some people's participation in, in towards that end. But at what price? You know, am I selling out myself and, and my my sense of self and my my authentic power uh, for for a more superficial, manipulative um, expression of it, and that is ultimately unsatisfied. So you know, there's different ways in which we misuse or misinterpret power. Uh, you know, passive aggressiveness is another way that we use of how powerful that we use to get what we want. Um, but again, at what price? It's like so. Rather than getting real, as your 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 show is about, and and speaking our truth and saying what we really want from a place of authenticity, we'll say it's like, uh, "Yes, honey, I'll be there in a minute." And I'm, you know, it's like, and then the last is like, "Hey, can, can you hey can you come help me in the kitchen?" Like, yeah, honey, I'll be there in a minute. That happens two, three times, four times, maybe more. And so what I'm saying, yes, but what I'm really saying is like, screw you. Like I'll I'll do it when I'm good and ready. Uh, so it's, it's, it's these forms of inauthentic power, manipulative power expressions that we identify so that then we can just stop, stop using them, just stop doing them. And, and then what we do is, is find ways of expressing um, power that, are, that is an authentic expression for who we are. So we'll look at some mental practices, uh, some spiritual practices, some even some emotional practices uh, that connect to that. And, and one of those one of those spiritual practices that we often use in retreats is breathwork, is a, a healing type of, of breathing um, that stems from the, the yoga tradition. But more than anything that I've come across in, in 25 years of, of doing healing work, this works fast. Um, and it heals at every level. It heals physically and emotionally and mentally, spiritually. And my father is a, was a psychiatrist. My degree is in psychology, so I come out of that clinical uh, therapeutic tradition. And when I discovered this, this breathing practice, which is so simple, you just breathe in a certain way for a certain period of time, for about an hour, and amazing stuff happens, and it heals so quickly and so profoundly, and it heals stuff from our past, you know, abandonment issues and sex abuse, and all, all these issues that people come with that, um, that I jump tracks. I never went for my, for my PhD because, because this works so fast. And, and, and to be clear, I'm not saying that it's a substitute for therapy. There's definitely a time and a place for therapy. And again, it can definitely be helpful. And we also know that you, because I get people all the time that will come to my work to do uh, the retreats, and they'll say, you know what, I've been going to therapy for 5, 10, 20 years, and I understood what was going on. I understood what, what, what happened when I was 7, is it would have an effect, an impact on my relationships. But the behaviors didn't change. This stuff, this breathing practice, it, the understanding is great, so we definitely address the understanding of, of the dynamics and how things from our past have an impact on our current day relationships. But the breath, the breath work that then comes in and it heals that stuff, those past traumas, at a cellular, deep bodily level. So behaviors change immediately. Like the first time I did this, I knew that I would never be the same. And I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, and I, so I hear that often. 
um, you know, that, that, that people will have dramatic, transformative experiences from which they're never, ever the same. Do you have to be trained to do that, to breathe properly? Uh, yes, yeah. And, and it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's ultimately, ultimately, it's a self-help tool. You know, so it can be taught, you can be taught how to do it, you can do it yourself. But in the beginning, like the first, it's recommended that the first, say, you know, a few sessions, maybe 10 sessions, you do in the presence of a professional. And, and there's reasons for that. The, the main one is that it's really good for the little ego, that little part of us that we were talking about earlier, to, to feel safe enough to let go of its control so that the stuff from our past can surface, to be looked at, and to be healed. And the stuff that we have suppressed and that we have repressed and that we don't want to look at because it's scary um, or because we don't want to feel those feelings of, of, of grief or anger, whatever, so we stuff them and we self-medicate in, in a variety of ways. We're so brilliant at medicating ourselves so that we numb out and not feel. So we'll use drugs or alcohol or food or TV or sex or uh, such a variety of ways work for some people. Um, so anything so not to feel, and yet the problem is that when we do that, we get stuck in these behavioral loops, and we keep repeating patterns that don't work, and then we wonder why, why do my relationships not work, or why am I stuck in this job that is sucking the life force out of me, when I know that, I, that I'm really capable of much more, but we, we sabotage ourselves, and we limit ourselves because of our past wounds, and because of misunderstandings and beliefs that we have taken on from family, from our parents who did the best of our good, but sometimes they didn't do great parenting, from our culture. Um, so a lot of this work is about clearing, clearing all that stuff and, and getting to our authentic, real self as, as quickly as possible so that then we can make those choices from, the, from that place of freedom rather than from a place of limitation or conditioning or um, doing what somebody thinks that I should be doing or what somebody told me that I should be when I was young, and so I bought into that. So it is ultimately about healing ourselves and about freeing ourselves. That's awesome. Is this, this breath work, is this something that you teach people to do uh, until their problems are solved, or is this a way of life, a, a change of lifestyle that will help people for the rest of their life? You know, I have people that come to one session. I have people that come to ten sessions. I have people that continue coming for a tune-up. Um, some people have, will do it once, and their lives are changed, and that's all that they wanted. Um, it, it is. It does have cumulative effects. You know, so it's sort of like peeling layers of an onion. The more we do it, the more stuff that we heal. It gets to the point, you know, like I've been doing this for 25 years, that there isn't stuff that, that needs to be cleared. And because I also know and have learned how to express the emotions and how to handle conflict uh, from a place of soulful power so that I'm not repressing stuff, I'm not accumulating layers of emotional gunk. So, so these days when I do it, it's more for... Matt, for, for, for peace of mind, is more for stress management. Um, if I've got a, you know, a lot of stuff going on, or I'll just go and, and breathe for a while. And, and it always inevitably brings me back to a place of center, a place of peace, 
uh, place of perspective. It sort of like elevates you and so you have a, you can look down and um, have a sense of perspective on, on yourself and your life and different situations. Fantastic. You have a, a book that you've written called Coming Out Spiritually, and as I indicated at the top of the show, that it was named one of the top ten religious books of the year. It was published, and what does it mean to come out spiritually? Uh, well, James, I mean, in, in, the most, in the simplest way is get real. Like, you know, like your show is like, get real. Like, who yeah. are we really? Um, and what are we about? Uh, so it's about discovering who we are underneath all those layers of gunk of conditioning um, and, and then having the courage and, and, and the sense of personal power uh, to be that in the world no matter what and to be that in all different situations, not just I'm going to be this way with my friends, but then I'm this way with people at work and then I'm this way with uh, my family. It's like, my God, what a, that takes so much work. Um, where it's so much easier just to be who we are and then to not worry about what people are going to do with it. That's not our job. Let them handle that. Our job is to discover who we are and to be that fully. Um, and so, so that's the biggest way of, of what coming out spiritually to me. The book has a particular focus for the LGBT community, the, community, the lesbian, gay, bi, and trans community. Um, and yet I've had a lot of heterosexual people read it and tell me, you know, the book really impacted and changed my life as well. The, the, the message of the book for the LGBT community, though, is that it's really, really tragic that many people in our community want nothing to do with spirituality, have a conflicted relationship with spirituality, understandably, because we confuse it with religion, with organized religion, and no wonder, you know, given the treatment that we have received at the hands of most religions, um, in the world. But the, the, the ironic part of that, the tragic part of that, is that before the patriarchal cultures, before the patriarchal religions, um, people that we today call LGBT were not only spiritual, um, like spiritually inclined, but were actually honored and, and respected for the roles of spiritual service and spiritual leadership that were played in, in, all, in places all over, the, all over the world. So part of what I, what I did in the book is give, you know, name spiritual archetypes, roles that everybody plays, but that LGBT people, people have, you know, have a gravitate to those roles um, with, in numbers that exceed or proportions to the overall population. So, for example, the outsider role or the, the, the sacred clown or the keepers of beauty. Uh, caregiving roles, the mediators. In, in many indigenous cultures, we were considered um, to be mediators between the genders because we were thought to contain the soul of both male and female. So we were the ones to go to when there was strife between the couple, or we, between there was strife between the men and the women in the tribe. So, and and there's more. So part of what I what I do is give names to these and and kind of organize them so that we can reclaim them and, and give them expression in, in a way that works for us today. And, and, and as far as in, in the process, not only will we find personal fulfillment because we can't oppress any part of who we are and, and expect to be happy. And, and, I, and so many people I know have tried to unsuccessfully suppress, repress, ignore, look away from our sexuality because of the 
religious teachings that told us they were wrong, um, misinterpreted, I think, teachings, um, or to try to suppress our spirituality, because like me, you know, there wasn't room for me in, in, in those organized religions. So then it was like, well, if you don't want me, then for you. I don't want any part of that either. Um, and, and so to me, that's tragic. As long as we repress any part of who we are, we can't be fulfilled, human, complete, and whole human beings, any of us. Um, and so part of what that, part of what my work is also about is helping all of us, you know, gay, straight, whatever, is like reclaim all the parts of our suppressed and rejected humanity and find ways of expressing it that are a match for who we are today. And, and that when we do that, we make, not only do we find fulfillment and happiness, but do we actually make a profound difference and have a, a deep impact in the world and the people around us. Do you find that there's any one group of people that uh, are benefited by your programs more than any other? Um, you know, there was a, there was a sort of a natural, natural evolution. I started initially working out with mostly gay men in my community, then that evolved. Um, and little by little, um, more and more women started to come. These days, everybody comes. Um, but the, 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 the work of, that I'm doing more recently on power that we were talking about earlier, it's for everybody again. But, but this book has a particular focus on women uh, and women's empowerment. Um, and, and the reason for that, that is that I believe, it, to me it's, it's, it feels more like a belief, it's a, it's a conviction. And that is that the single most important thing that needs to happen in our world is the empowerment of women. And, and that if women were in 50% of power in this world, we would have a very different relationship to war and hunger and poverty and how we treat the environment. Um, and, and it's not about idealizing women and, or, you know, making them perfect or creating impossible standards for perfection. Not at all. Women abuse power just as much. But as a, as a species, we're, we've been totally out of balance and we've suppressed half of us. Um, and, and so we're completely out of balance. And then so the, part, the, the particular message of, 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 of this book is about helping us navigate this issue of power, all of us, but in particular women. Um, and I've been working more and more with, with women, uh, you know, like women's groups and um, on this issue of how do we step into power in a way that's graceful, you know, in a way that's not the the traditional patriarchal uh, domination, control, I'm going to step on you and squelch you and, and, and push you down in order for me to prop myself up and feel powerful. Um, or, you know, or, or power that depends on, on brute force. Um, it's like we've done that. We've maxed it out, and, and it doesn't work. And Christian, so to me, I'm sorry, Christian this is absolutely brilliant work, and it sounds incredibly uh, powerful, not to use that as a pun, but it's one of the things we are going to do is take a break right now, and then we'll come back and we'll let you tell us about your new book. And, you know, all of what you've been talking about, the soulful breath work and the other things that you're doing to benefit people to empower themselves is absolutely incredible. So this is Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson, and we're talking with Christian De La Herta, and we'll be right back.
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. It's time to take a new look at some of life's changing moments. It's time to listen to an expert who has been there and can provide insight through experience, studies, and enlightening guests. Tune in to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Host Lindsay Levinson takes a look at relationships, parenting, health and wellness, divorce, depression, sexuality, philanthropy, and mental health. You'll look at everything you know in a different way. Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets, airs Wednesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Join Dr. Linda Iniguez every week for the Shrink Wrap Forum. This show discusses topics that you wouldn't normally hear in today's media. In the forum, virtually no topic is off limits. We invite you to join us and participate or dive into the stream where we value independent thought, talk to those people that are making a difference, and explore ideas considered outside the box. The Shrink Wrap Forum can be heard live every Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson, and we're talking to Christian De La Herta, who's an author, a mystic, a trainer, a uh, healer. Also, you know, he has multi, multi talents, and he's writing a new book called The Soul of Power. And I know you don't want to give it all away, Christian, but could you give us a quick look into what the book is about and uh, how people can use it to improve their lives? Yes. Um, well, start by saying that you know, reminded of Oscar Wilde in his you know unique and inimitable uh, humor um, and wit. You know, said that everything in the world is about sex, except for sex. Sex is about power. <laughs> um, so you know, power like impacts all of our lives, you know, and, and all of our relationships. So it's really, really critical that we resolve this relationship for ourselves, that we figure it out, and that we find a way of stepping into our own personal power in a way that is congruent for who we are and in a way that's, that's going to make, have a profound impact on our relationships and, and our, our lives, our ability to, to be happy and to be fulfilled um, and to, you know, to reduce stress in our lives. There is so much 
tension about you know that that and so much repressed stuff when 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 we stifle ourselves. Um, and you know the 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 book isn't finished. I'm about three quarters of the way, two thirds of the way done, and. I've never, I haven't said this yet. To tell you the truth, I haven't even told my agent. But in the last couple of weeks, I'm actually rethinking the title of the book. And one of the ways, one of the ways that I, I mean, one of the reasons for that is like when, when I think of the full power, which is the working title of the book. It's yeah, I feel the power of it, and I and as we talk about it, as 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 we have the opportunity to to really dive into it like we're doing now, then I get it. But it sends me more into a mental space. And maybe this is just me. But I've also been doing retreats in the last few years about, you know, called the title of them, The Call for Heroes. Like, so what does it mean to live heroically? What does it mean to be a hero in the 21st century when we don't have our, our white horses and our armors and, and the demons or the dragons to go slay, except for the ones that are inside each one of us? So I'm toying with changing the title. I'm having a meeting with my agent next week to 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 do that, to to explore that, and and it's because to me it's it's a bigger umbrella, right? So I go, so how does a hero that you know handle the relationships? How does a hero step into power gracefully? How does a, how does a hero live a life of of meaning and purpose? Um, so it's it's a, a broader umbrella, and when I think of a call for heroes, it speaks to something in my body. It, speak, it, it has an effect in my heart. It opens my heart. It excites me. Um, so I think that's the direction that I, that I'm in. I already got the you know the URL and all that kind of stuff, just in case that's the direction that I that I decide to go in. Um, did I get sidetracked from your question? Well, what what is the soul of power? The or your new book. Um, how does that? How will that help people? Well, in in, in all the ways that, that you know we've been we've been talking about, um, in, in finding ways to 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 step into that power, into our authentic power, um, and, and no longer suppress it. So, to continue what we were talking about earlier, you know, what is the difference between soulful power and egoic power or worldly power? You know, we're talking about how one was internally focused, the other one's external. One is you know, self-serving, has an agenda. The other one's about service. Um, one is about power over, you know, so it's about hierarchy. It, it requires uh, for me to push you down in order for, to feel powerful. The other one is just, I am who I am. It's about power with. It's not threatening. It doesn't believe in a, in a zero sum, like... Like, there's a limited amount of it, a limited pie, so it doesn't believe that you're having power takes away from my power, so it isn't threatened by that. It doesn't, then I don't have to be exclusively and, and uh, hoarding it, but I share it. I, I'm into empowering others. One is more Machiavellian, so it comes more from the mind, um, and it's more strategic in, 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 in the sense that it's more conniving. Um, it's manipulative in the sense that, for example, I, I know there are two people that are having a conflict at work, so then I'll say something to this one that I know is going to add fuel to the fire, and so it's going to feed that conflict and create a vacuum into which then I'm going to step and save the situation. So it's, that's what I mean by Machiavellian and, and conniving. Whereas the other one, it's, it's more intuitive. It, it, it comes from that place that's deeper in us, uh, from the stadium. 
is other than from the little baseball. So it has a broader perspective. Um, it, it's more open. It's more responsive rather than reacting to situations. Um, it's, it's less impulsive and it's more self-disciplined. And one another way of saying that, one, it's more body-based or more power center-based or, or heart-based. The other one is more mind-based. Um, and, and, and ultimately, one is more, comes more from fear and force, and that's how it gets its things and achieves its end is by fear and force. The other one is more heart-based and more love-based. And, and not hallmarky kind of love, but, you know, but love is as fierce love, the most powerful uh, force in the universe. And so amen. Part of what we do then is, I'm sorry, go ahead. I said amen. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you have a coaching program, which you call the Soulful Hero Coaching Program. Yeah. Uh, what does that do for people? Well, it's, it connects to everything that we're talking about, and, and it coaches people to identify and then remove all these obstacles that we have allowed to hold us back from living um, a, a life of meaning, from really stepping into our purpose, like what are we doing here at a, at a real soul level, mission level work, uh, removing obstacles to, to love. You know, so many of us walk around wounded from past relationships with issues of abandonment, um, or we've been hurt before, so then we, we close our hearts to the one who hurt us, whether it's the ex or mom or a dad, but then we're stuck in the past. And, and we think about the heart, we think about the heart, not the physical heart, but the, the heart center, um, the energy center as, a, as the, 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 the iris of the eye or the shutter of a camera that allow, opens and closes to allow more or less light in. If we close, if I allow my, if I close my heart to the ex who left me, uh, or who cheated on me, or whatever, or betrayed me, or if I close my heart to my dad, who who did whatever and, and walked away from us when when we were seven, um, whatever it was, it's like we. The thing is, we can't close the heart selectively. So I can't close the heart just to them. So then I'm, I'm again giving my power away and my ability to love away to somebody else who did something not nice to me in the past. So, wow, what, what a trap. So, so the way that I see it is like, this is not about them. This is not about anybody having, no matter what they did, it doesn't excuse or, or, or rationalize anything that anybody did. It doesn't say that I have this relationship with anybody. On the contrary, we're talking about stepping into power. So we, but, but making those choices from a place of, of, making those choices from a place of freedom, not from a place of fear and woundedness. And, and so it's between my heart and life. This is between love and my heart, and and that's my ultimate relationship. And and so part of the work that I that I do with people, whether it's an individual coaching, uh, or whether the you know the, the the one day workshops that I do all over the country and in other countries, or the weekend retreats, uh, which are my favorite because over the course of the weekend we do multiple breathwork sessions, and when we do them like that, um, and we just have so much time to go deep, deep, deep into these issues and see, understand how they have held us back and how we've been giving our power away um, to, to situations over which we have absolutely no control or to, or to people who are absolutely clueless. Um, and, and so 
we understand, approach it from the level of understanding, and then we go and breathe. And when we do the multiple breathwork sessions in a short period of time like that, it's a compressed period of time, it's sort of like compounded interest. You know, so the power of it is it, multiplied. And, and so I, I'm also part of the coaching, ideally, would be done in person because then we can weave in the breathwork. Uh, but I'm also starting to, I'm about to launch a, a, a remote coaching program so that I can um, do the coaching component of it through the phone lines or, uh, or the Skype or whatever it is. Fantastic. I was just going to ask you if, if someone is interested in taking advantage of these programs that you got, how do they go about doing that? Um, my website, soulfulpower.com, so S-O-U-L-S-U-L, power.com, and then they can email me from there. There's, you know, there's a calendar there that talks about all the different kinds of retreats, um, whether they're on you know, relationships, how do we have relationships that actually work, um, or whether it's about personal power. And again, how do we step into, into personal power in a way that's not about hierarchy and control and domination, but a power that comes from within, that is humble and a beautiful expression, of, an authentic expression of who we are, or whether it's about life purpose, or, or whatever, the, whatever the subject is. We, they can get information, and, and it has to be in my uh, electronic newsletter. I send out an, an uh, email newsletter once a month, and we can stay connected that way. I also do, you know, maybe one once a year, twice a year, I'll do what I call a soulful trek. So I take people um, to, like, Hawaii. I'll take people to Peru. I've taken people to, to Egypt. I'm taking a group to Peru next year and, and to Hawaii. And so a, a soulful trek for me is, like, what would happen if a, a vacation and a retreat got married and had a child. That would be a soulful All trek. All right. So we do some retreat stuff. You know, so there's definitely you know multiple breathwork sessions, and we do the deep healing work, and then we also go see beautiful settings and have, um, like in Hawaii, we and in Peru we'll, we'll work with local uh, kahunas or medicine people or shamans in, in Peru, um, and do some of those rituals and, and connect with with their expression of, of spirituality, and go see some amazing, exquisite, beautiful, uh, natural settings. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Do you have any workshops coming up? Um, yeah, yeah. I've got them. I've got them going on all the time. I've got one to be in LA at the end of September. Then I'm going to be in New Jersey in October. I'm going to be in Denver, Boulder. Um, I go to Denver, Boulder probably three times a year. Um, I'll be in California in November. I've always got stuff going on in Miami. Um, yeah, so those are, those are the ones that are coming up. But again, the best way is go to soulfulpower.com and, um, and get information or reach out to me directly from there. And I can, you know, so I'm happy to set up a time to have a conversation, find out what, how, what would best serve the individual in their mm-hmm. particular situation, what are the cutting issues in their lives, and try to together navigate what would best serve them not only for their own healing and their own freedom, but ultimately for, for all of our sake. You know, I, I, I know that we're all interconnected, and I know that so many of your listeners know this. Um, 
but so so the work that we do to free ourselves and to heal ourselves is having a real impact on all of us, and and, and that's ultimately what what drives me uh, to do this work. I you know I to paraphrase Einstein. Um, you can't solve a problem from the same level of consciousness in which it was created. Um, and so for me, the, the, the way that we're, the only way that we're going to take ourselves out of this hole that we have collectively dug ourselves into, it, it's a spiritual revolution. It's, it's a leap in consciousness. Um, and, and that's what we're talking about. Well, we're almost to the end of the show. I always... I'd uh, like to ask my guests, if there's one thing that you could say to people, what would it be? Well, if is go within. Go within to find, that's where all the answers lie. Um, and, and to me, one of the, the greatest, um, most harmful things that, that have been, you know, done to humanity is the belief that the sacred is outside of us, you know, the externalization of the divine. And and how much further could we have placed, you know, heaven? Like, where the hell is heaven anyway? How far away from us could we have placed them? So if we externalize the sacred, um, then, of course, then we're going to treat the, the planet as something to be conquered and subjugated and controlled. And, and then our bodies, how are we going to treat our bodies that we have animalized it? And then even sexuality, which is this whole, whole other huge discussion, which we have demonized. Uh, but if we reclaim, if we go in and reconnect with, with our authentic, real self, where we get real with ourselves, like really real, and connect with our ultimate sacred source and our ultimate sacred nature, um, of which we're an expression, then everything changes. Everything changes from that. That's brilliant. You know, it reminds me of... Uh a quote from Carl Jung who said, who looks outside dreams and who looks inside awakens. Uh, yeah. So that's, that, yeah, that's um, a wonderful, wonderful message. So I'm afraid we're out of time, and we thank you so much, Christian, for sharing your life and your work with us. And I know that uh, anybody who is suffering from the issues we've discussed would get a great benefit from your workshops and your breath work and everything else. I hope they will go to your website, which is um, www.soulfulpower.com. And you can get a lot of information there. You can see all the uh, workshops and and uh, training and uh, work that Christian is doing. So, Christian, thank you so much. Uh, this is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. We've been talking with Christian De La Herta, and we will see you and talk next week. Thank you again for tuning in to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. Please join us again next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week, open up your heart and look inside your spiritual self.